Hi friends, today's episode is sponsored by Covenant Eyes. Covenant Eyes is the industry leader in online accountability software. I've used Covenant Eyes personally for well over a decade, and we also use their service in our ministry. Through our partnership with Covenant Eyes, you can try out their services for free for 30 days when you enroll at CovenantEyes.com and use our promo code BEBROKEN. That's CovenantEyes.com and promo code BEBROKEN. The link is also in today's show notes. So sign up today for Covenant Eyes and discover the freedom that comes with online accountability. Good day, listeners and viewers. Welcome to this edition of the Pure Sex Radio program. We're glad to have you here with us. My name is Jonathan, and we actually have back with us a uh, a guest from north of the border. We've got Vern Tomke on the line with us, so welcome, Vern. Hey, it's good to be on the show, Jonathan. Yeah, so we had you on before because you've got kind of a, a unique uh, story in ministry. You're, you really have this great um, uh, ministry helping a lot of pastors, helping people in ministry um, men who are either struggling or maybe have uh, fallen in their in their ministry, and I just think it's uh, we need more uh, Verns to be able to help so many guys that are just kind of drowning uh, silently and secretly um, in these ministry positions. And so um, I'm I'm glad you're doing what you're doing. Yeah, they're they're coming out of the woodwork. <laughs> we have uh, lots of guys that go, man, I don't know where to turn. And at least I. Uh, I'm in a safe place to to talk about this. And for some of the guys, it's really the first time they've shared being a pastor and now struggling with things like porn and other compulsive behaviors. So it's been great. Yeah. And I, I'm looking forward to our conversation today, Vern, because, uh, you know, this is something uh, that I don't think a lot of uh, people necessarily think about. They might experience, and we're going to see that as we unpack this. But what does it look like to kind of navigate through life in dealing with porn and, and sexual temptation struggles in various stages and ages of our lives. I think sometimes we just some relegate it to, hey, it's a young man's problem. And once you hit certain ages, you'll just sort of magically, you know, mature or you'll magically just be free from these particular issues. But I'd love for you today to kind of walk us through some stuff that you've put together to try to help us think through what does this struggle look like throughout and over the course maybe of a lifetime? Yeah, well, you know, to first to, to put that false put to bed, it's probably as true as the idea that once we got married, we wouldn't struggle anymore as well. So so <laughs> let's just start by saying that never worked for us. And, and hopefully I'm not a cautionary tale, but I'm 60 years old and I've struggled with porn through my teens, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s. And I'm just getting to my 60s, but I'm experiencing real freedom right now in my life. But this is what I've noticed. Uh, I want to quote a, a Eugene Peterson paraphrase of Psalm 139. He says this, All the stages of my life were spread out before you. And I've recognized, and looking back in my life, I've really come to recognize that the way porn presented itself to me, the allure, the temptation, the promise, really has morphed over time in my life. You know, when I was a teenager, it really was a way to uh, project when I get older. You know, none of the girls look like porn stars, but they did in the centerfolds. And, and it really was a way as a boy to feel older and 
project myself and what it's going to be like to have sex with these women and a full-grown woman. And, and uh, it really, it was very few consequences at that point. It was just like, when I get older, this is going to be great. And this is a way to project myself into a future. And well, when I got into my 20s, yeah, go well, ahead. I was going to say, uh, also, just think about what is biologically happening to you in your, 20, in, in your oh. teens. I mean, like, there's yeah, this the massive explosion of testosterone and things that are so unfamiliar to even just your biology that Absolutely. that's a recipe for just uh, wanting to pursue all kinds of sexual feelings and sexual outlets. And I'm not a digital native, but so many guys, it's that used to be 13 was when lots of guys were exposed. Now it's probably 10 to 13 or younger. And uh, it's just like an explosion of hormones when you view porn or online pornography for the first time. And it was just a way to participate in sexuality as a 13-year-old, a 15-year-old. And yet you weren't actually able to participate with a real woman. But, hey, it's like I'm grown up because I, I'm there. So, yeah, that, that's just the, kind of the allure when I was there. Would you say that also maybe in your teens, because of all that explosion of hormones, the maybe especially today, the, the availability of pornography everywhere, would you say that that's also a time in which a lot of the seeds for fantasy get planted and maybe you even create some maybe fantasy themes in that period of time because of all those things that are converging as in your teenage years? Yeah, I think, unfortunately, it's when we really start creating our sense of what normal is going to look like and feel like when we do enter into a sexually active lifestyle or marriage and we develop all of these false perceptions. You know, Andrew Bowman talks about a pornographic style of relating. And unfortunately, by the time we get to our late 1819s, a lot of that, that, you know, wet cement is drying pretty quick. And it's, it is rather unfortunate. It's, you know, that secondhand smoke is affecting us all, even by 17, 18, 19. So you're saying then kind of those teenage years, you're 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 sort of projecting into this future. Maybe it's creating some of those fantasies about, hey, what could be? And you're just you're maybe in that mindset. What what do you see a lot of in your 20s when you start getting into your 20s? Well, yeah, and it's like, you know, when I get married, then this will take care of this sexual desire, of course. You know, so obviously 20s are defined. Most people aren't getting married in their 20s anymore, unless you're from a really conservative part of the country, maybe. But in terms of their 20s, most people are going, you know, I... I can postpone. This is a way to, to in one sense, meet my sexual desires, even though I'm not yet married. I'm postponing uh, this. So a lot of people, um, a counselor I talked to said, you know, a lot of guys are super into video games and super into porn because they're not yet ready to get married, but they still feel sexual. And this is an outlet that they can safely express that sexuality. And uh, so, you know, it's exciting. Um, now, if, if guys are getting married, well, that, that um, unleashes a whole different set of, of uh, factors because then they find to their horror that marriage hasn't solved it. They still are attracted to porn. And um, lo and behold, their new wife or their committed girlfriend is not so cool about porn and uh, really wants them to stop. And uh, so... At in your 20s, depending on where you're at relationally, the chickens are par are starting to come home to roost, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and uh, you know, a lot of times, too, isn't that kind of the, the time of your life where, man, you're, you're, you're thinking about 
uh, dreams of your future, of your life, whether that be a family, a career, just kind of you're you're kind of getting your feet wet in moving towards what you consider to be your purpose in life or your meaning. And so everything can feel still feel very future oriented, right? You don't feel like you're Absolutely. you're in the middle of your life yet. And so in some ways, it's easy, I think, don't you think, to just almost say, hey, what I what I do now, yeah, it can have an effect on my future, but I mean I'm I'm not there yet. It's not really we don't necessarily see the consequences as that great when we're in our teens and our twenties. Can you talk a little bit about that, about moving through your twenties? How does, how do you reshape maybe your thinking towards decisions I make today can have consequences tomorrow? Well, boy, that's a great point, Jonathan, because what it does is it partly, and I know we're going to get at the end to talk a little bit about maturity, but this has a real um, pausing ability. It's like it puts pause on our maturation social maturation, our spiritual maturation. And and instead of us moving and maturing um, and preparing for responsibility in life, it just keeps us back, in one sense, acting like teenagers. Um, this counselor I talked to, uh, he would have women in his their early 30s who were, who were saying, you know, why can I not find a good Christian guy? And um, he also had a practice where he worked with a lot of guys in their late 20s and early 30s. And what he said to them is, I didn't want to tell the women, well, to be honest, they're all, you know, basically playing their video games and they're loving their porn stars and they have all of their needs met. So they're not ready for relationships. And he says, but I don't want to tell the women that because that would depress them in their early 30s to, to wait for a great Christian guy because they're still acting in one sense, like teenagers, they question, I, I, and forgive me, I know that sounds patronizing, but it, it, it does have a significant ability to delay and impair our maturation as individuals. Yeah, and, and I appreciate you saying that, because that's, that's what I was going to point out, is it's like, the, the, the more I think we get into those patterns of, of porn and sexual temptation, uh, sexual lust in our teens and early 20s, that does, like you said, the wet cement starts to dry and it kind of locks us into that immature thinking state of like, hey, listen, if if something's uncomfortable, I can always go make myself feel better. Like a quick fix sort of mentality of using my body in a way that says I, really all it's about is feeling good. So talk a little yeah. bit about. Well, just 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 one side. That's why I want to so honor those guys who are maybe still single and in their 20s. And they're starting to say, no, I'm not going to, to simply let that happen. I have so much respect. Mm -hmm. I, I've had a lot of guys with single guys or guys not even in relationships. That, and they have the ability to project forward and to say, no, no, no. I'm taking my relationship with my body, with God, with others seriously. Boy, you are miles ahead before you experience what we're going to get into your 30s, which is coming up next. Yeah, so let's talk about that because, you, you know, we're, we're sort of teens, 20s. There's probably still a lot of, yeah. uh, if we could say it this way, childish thinking around how we're managing yep. the porn issue. What happens when a guy gets into his 30s? Well, usually, and again, this is a broad generalization, most guys in the 30s are now entering into the time of responsibility. Usually by this time, we're, we're moving into a marriage. Um, we're usually moving into young children. And... Uh, all of a sudden, life gets incredibly busy, and the sense of 
responsibility for so many guys just feels overwhelming. I have no time for myself. All I'm dealing with is young children. I'm not getting a lot of sleep. I've got work, life, a new wife that I hardly understand balances. And, um, uh, and for them, they feel overwhelmed often in their, in their thirties. And guess what porn offers? Porn offers an amazing escape. It's an outlay. It's an, you know, it's an outlet when you feel overwhelmed. And, um, and so one of the things it offers is uh, a way to get away from that and have some me time. So I see in the thirties, that's the, probably one of the biggest temptations I've noticed with guys in their thirties. When I was going to say, what then is usually the effect of that running to that outlet in their thirties when all this mounting responsibility is happening in their lives? What kind of effect does that have on those relationships on even the guys, um, uh, you know, physical health, mental, emotional health. What are some of the effects that you see of guys in their 30s who are who are still using porn as an outlet when they've got all these responsibilities? Well, the sad thing is, and I've got guys, we'll get to the 50s and 60s, that, that will say things like, you know, I was never really there mm. for my children. I was there, but not really there. Some of their wives are saying, it's like I live with a stranger, so to speak. And what it does is it creates guys that are, are in one sense, have this almost this sheath around them. They're not fully present in the life of their family and their marriage because there's always this other part of their life. And um, looking back, they go, man, I just missed really, truly having skin on skin life with the people around me because of porn. Mm -hmm. But it offered me that escape. And I often took it and, you know, or some guys are just irritable. I often notice most of my, my guys I work with have a pile of, of pet peeves. They're irritable. They're hard to live around. Um, <laughs> all sorts of attendant things. But the biggest one is they lose the gift of being present to those they love. Well, think about uh, this. That's, that's what, the saddest What we're seeing is, okay, uh, when you have that initial foundation in your teenage years and it's, it's built upon in your 20s, we're essentially you you can almost see that what started in your teens that did not seem like this would um, project out to being something that would create this massive divide in my life right it was just hey i'm just moving i'm just moving one degree off of the path yeah. that god intended for me well what happens after 20 years of being yep. following that one degree separation by the time you're in your 30s you're miles and miles and miles off of that design for intimate relationships and community and being known and loved and all that, right? So what happens then now that you've got a guy in his 30s that, boy, there's been maybe roughly a 20-year period of, of getting off track? How does that manifest then in the 40s? Like, what does the struggle then look like in the 40s? Well, for, in the 40s, it's interesting because... Porn partly changes its promise to us that I've noticed. Porn has a way of making you feel powerful. Um, other than Tom Brady, there's not many 40-year-olds playing in the NFL. Um, you yeah, know, you're kind of on the because, downhill slope but when you get in your 40s. <laughs> you know, and you kind of feel life and responsibilities, and now you've probably got teenage kids. It's kind of, fit, you know, in one sense, it's kind of de declawed and tamed you and you know, porn is your way to feel powerful again. It's your way to feel desired again. 
And, um, you know, I have a guy that used to say, I used to go out and rent the hottest car I could find and just drive the snot out of it. Cause it, it's like those, those, um, some of those car ads. When I'm in porn, I feel powerful again. I feel, you know, that's just a part of some of the allure. Let, let me also say one of the things that's happening here, two things are also happening in parallel. Number one, it's probably not until your 30s or 40s where some of those childhood um, wounds are emerging. And you're also using porn as a medication for for childhood wounds that have emerged, which is another whole thing. And, and that's not bringing in the fact that when the chickens are coming home to roost, some of you are now experiencing real relational consequences of uh, acting out. Mm -hmm. You've probably been found out. You're, you're potentially losing the keys to your house. Um, some of those things. But, but in your 40s, you're struggling with the fact you're getting older. And um, you, you don't feel as, you know, virulent and <laughs> virile and all those things. Porn, man, porn makes me feel 18 again. Yeah, there's a reason um, why. I mean, there is that stereotype of the midlife crisis, right? Because yeah, it's almost absolutely. like it's almost like in your 40s, there is this kind of of pull to feeling like you need a reset, like you need a, you need some kind of um, hey, let's let's hit the uh, the do over button, right? Because you're like you said, you're starting to see all these things unpack. You you maybe. Maybe it's getting more pronounced to your own view that yeah. you're you're living an emotionally immature life. Maybe, you're, yeah. like you said, some of those wounds from childhood that you try to stuff, they become incredibly prominent. You can't ignore them anymore. Also, you're seeing, this, you're it, seeing it, the effects it, yeah. of your porn use, possibly destroying your marriage and all. So in some ways, you can see this mounting pressure. You want a, yeah. You want an outlet. You want to feel, like you said, powerful again. And, and one of the things you've just described, you look at your life, you look at your family, you look at your finances, and, and you start having almost the feeling of mounting disappointments. Mm. And boy, um, porn just says, you know what, whatever it is, I can just leave all of that for a little while and go feel young and successful and powerful again um, in, in terms of that. Well, you mentioned, you know, you mentioned the Tom Brady, you mentioned, you know, think about, think about uh, those guys who had some kind of any kind of athletic prowess in their history, oh, you know, yeah. by the time you hit your forties, you have, you have made those stories into legends, right? <laughs> in yes. your own mind. And so part of it is like, yeah. you're trying to recapture something from your youth that you feel like you can never get back again. And, and yeah, so absolutely. talk, talk a little bit before we get into fifties and sixties, talk a little bit about how, how do you help guys in their forties, you know, in that stage where, there can be very real depression. There can be very real, like, stuntedness. You feel stuck. What would you say yeah. to the guys out there that feel like, man, I'm, I'm in that place where I'm feeling like I want to go rent that car. I want to go look at that porn. I want to go. I want the reset on my life because I'm just under a mountain of depression. Well, what that red sports car. Yeah. You know, and having and somebody that went through a major uh, midlife crisis from probably 38 to 43 um, you know, serious midlife crisis. I, I would say, you know what? Number one is really to recognize um, this is actually a time and we're going to get, this is an opportunity for, for you to walk all those things you scaffolding, you've put around who you are as a child of God, all of those uh, success oriented things that you've built as scaffolding around your, your need to feel important. It's a chance for you to go, you know what? I'm going to turn back 
and really truly re-engage with the God who loves me, the God who cares me. He's, I am a child of God before I did anything, before I do anything. As a pastor, I always said, you know, whether my church only grows to 50 or 5,000, doesn't matter. I am a pleasing son of God. I am his delight. That's, that's the biggest opportunity that I found when all of my disappointments threatened to overwhelm me. And then out of that, I, I managed to re-engage with finding delight in my wife and my kids, the gifts from God that he had given me. Um, it's a chance also to look back at some of those formative wounds and say, now is the time to deal with some of those things you've just stuffed because you were so busy building your kingdom. So it's actually a time of great opportunity for guys who are willing to deal and engage with mm -hmm. with the changes in their life. I cry more from 38 to 43 than I did in my entire rest of my life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm curious about the 50s because I got a couple more years before I'm there. But uh, so I can I can identify all the way up to this point with what you're talking about, about yeah. the struggles and those kind of things. But let's talk about 50s. What happens to a guy when he's in his 50s? Because and by the and, way, and, and, by the way, real quick here, I think this would be a great yeah. point, a great moment for you to at least interject a little bit of like hope here, because I think you guys are hearing <laughs> this and they're thinking, but wait a second. I thought by the time you hit 50, like this, is, you're done with this. Like, there's no way there's. So talk to some of the younger guys that are feeling like, I don't know if I want to listen to this conversation anymore. <laughs> because you're hoping just like marriage was going to take it away. Some of you have a running, also another running narrative that says, you know, getting older is going to take it away. I won't be as horny. I won't have such a strong sex drive. Guys, it's not the case. Deal now in your 20s and 30s so you don't have to deal in your 50s. Mm -hmm. uh, I know this can sound depressing, but there's actually a lot of hope, and we'll get to the end when we talk about experiencing God in each stage. But uh, let me just say, uh, what are, in 50s, what are we all worried about? We're all worried that we're getting older. 50s is a time where I'm going, man, things don't work. I'm sore. Uh, things don't work like they used to work. Um, and I start, you know, for me, I need to feel young and alive again. There's a reason why billionaire 50-year-olds go around with 20-year-olds trophy wives on their on their arms. Well, why is that? Because it may, it's their fountain of youth. Mm -hmm. I, know guy, I know guys that use porn. This is a sad thing, but they'll use porn to become sexually excited to go and, you know, be together with their wives. They need that. It becomes almost their Viagra. Um, you know, so so for me, it's a question of, you know, I find it especially makes me feel young again. And, um, you know, uh, it's, it can be a feel like a fountain of youth uh, as part of that. that. That's just one example of guys in their 50s. 50s and 60s, I'm going to actually throw together because um, here's, here's what's really important. Jay Stringer, in his book, he talks about how um, a lack of, of purpose was really tied together with a, a, a sexual addiction. One of the things you really notice is men that experienced a lack of purpose um, really also tended to struggle a lot more. Mm -hmm. So what happens when guys are moving through their 50s and moving towards 60? What are they thinking about? Retirement. Well, you know, what happens when guys retire? All of the things that they put their hands to that gave them life and gave them purpose are gone. And so now all of a sudden, 
and and their mind is still like they're 18 to 22 the desire for porn in your mind doesn't go away so the crazy thing that happens is people go they feel you know they think retirement for example is going to make them it's everything they were looking for but now they don't have a purpose right now they don't and so all of a sudden they're looking for um you know, a distraction, something to fill their time with. I, this is really depressing, guys. We're going to get to hope. Trust me. Right, Jonathan? Absolutely. We're going to get to. But but one of the happens that guys who move into retirement and move towards the, you know, the late 50s and 60s is they, they start looking to porn and, and you know, they, they struggle with porn. Guys moving into retirement, that is a really um, vulnerable age where a lot of the old porn stuff starts resurfacing. Because they just go, I want to fill my time up with something. I'm not as busy. And all of a sudden, oh, I know what made me feel alive. I know what, what always is something I enjoy doing. Um, and so, you know, a lot of the guys I work with are in their 50s and 60s. And uh, that's going to be depressing for you younger guys. But that's why we're going to give you some tools to deal and what <laughs> through each And age. what I'm hearing here too, Vern, is again that, that, that uh, increased separation, like, like, as we get older and older, if if the foundation that was laid in our teens yeah. um, was saying, I uh, problems in life, difficulties in life, confusion in life, pain in life, porn is my solution yeah. or some kind of sexual outlet is my solution, then what does that look like after 20, 30, 40 years? And what you see is, I think, like you said, 50s and 60s, you start to realize I'm I am supposed to be kind of getting to the quote unquote tail end of my life, thinking about legacy, thinking about how am I going to finish well. If you've gotten to that point yeah. though, and you've essentially had porn as this false substitute, this this uh, this sort of outlet that has prevented you from really developing the kind of not only relationships, but really engaging the kind of um, uh, eternal purpose. It, yeah. I can see how when you get to your 50s and 60s, you would feel like just an emptiness. There would be this void. Well, yeah. It's like what you've got now is you've got men that have grown older, but they've not grown up. Mm, that's good. And, and, and there is a lot, a lot of people. And addiction keeps us uh, arrested in, in that place in our lives. And, and, you know, I mean, we all know that verse out of James that says sin when it is fully grown, right? So the problem is, and you did a really good job of outlining that, when we're young, we don't see how it is slowly growing in mm -hmm. our lives because we can't see where it leads to in our 30s, 40s, and 50s. So uh, let's, let's, let's grow up. Yeah. Not so, grow, just, just grow older. So let's talk about that. I mean, if you want to, we got, we got, I mean, I, I, don't think, I don't think we're expecting people's lives to end in their 60s. I mean, statistically, yeah. you know. Men, 76 yeah. in the United States. So we, we do get in our yeah. 70s, 80s, sometimes older than that. But can you speak a little bit about yeah. the, the older generations? And then and then let's bring it back to some hope and kind of try to help people think about wherever they are in this stage of development, how to mature and, and be faithful. Well, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm 60. So I, I like you, I probably can't speak super well of people in the next decade or generation. But I do know this. As soon as men lose their relationships, as soon as they lose their overarching sense of purpose and meaning, they're in big trouble. If porn has kept them from finding that, they've been in trouble all along. 
But if a man has had some, you know, that's why, for example, when I stepped down from being a lead pastor, uh, it was absolutely crucial, counselor said, to have another focus to begin to give my life a sense of responsibility and meaning. Because without that, uh, that would not be a good scenario. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of loss. I think probably the quick answer to getting older into your late 60s, 70s is dealing with loss. Mm -hmm. And uh, the, the pain of loss. Gordon MacDonald brings that out so well in some of his his writings now. And, you know, porn is, is uh, I remember Michael Leahy had this vision of himself at 70, uh, you know, with his pants down at, around his ankles and masturbating to a magazine in, in his as an elderly man. And that's just a picture none of us want from our life. We would love a sense of convergence, like Clinton talks about, or Robert Clinton, the professor, or um, a sense of that our life has been for something. We've created a legacy with our kids and our grandkids, mm -hmm. right? And um, that's why that's why Satan is a you know he robs us, yeah. he steals us of all of those things. And each decade he seeks to rob us of of the greatest blessings. When our kids are young, when we're young and single, and we have all this incredible energy, he seeks to rob us when we can ha we have teenagers and when. He robs us for every age and seeks to take away what God designed for our lives. So we've talked about, you know, you've talked about purpose here a lot. Can you, can you maybe as, you know, we've got a few minutes left and I'd love for you to be able to talk about what would happen if we, if we re, uh, if we adjusted sort of what the goal is. Because uh, I think sometimes when, when guys think about porn or sexual temptation or whatever, the first, the first thought they have is, well, the goal is to not, not give in. To, to not do those things. But what if the goal was more about maturity and faithfulness and growing in what you're talking about, purpose and relationships with God and others? Can you talk a little bit about that and maybe some of the insights you've gained over the years of why that is maybe a more important focus to have than just not, you know, not engaging porn? Yeah, and I love that because if all we're doing is trying to not stop porn, you know, we've we got to be moving towards something. Let me go back to that verse from uh, Psalm 139, 16. It says, all the stages of my life were spread out before you. The days of my life all prepared before I'd even lived one day. Mm -hmm. You know, the, and the New Testament says to us, of course, there's good works prepared in advance for us. So I guess, you know, using what you've described, I would love to change the, the, maybe the focus, to put it this way. Do we really believe that each season in our life, the seasons that was just in that last verse, provide us with joy and opportunity? Yes, they'll come with challenges, but do we really feel that God has put people around us and that we can connect in a way that not only will we um, not look at porn, but we can actually thrive in each season of our life. And, and I would like to believe that God promises us from that verse that he will be a constant companion mm. in each season of our life. But we've got to lean into what it means. You know, we've got to lean into our relationship with him. We've got to lean into true, authentic, skin-on-skin um, -skin relationships with other people as well vulnerability and honesty and we've got to lean into our own stories you did that great podcast with eddie caparucci that he talked about uh, some of the the wounds from our childhood i've been spending a lot of time on that 
you got to lean into all those things. And then I really believe if, if we're really willing to do that, we will not only uh, grow older, but we will grow into maturity and uh, we will see blessing, uh, blessings on our life, the life of our, our marriage and our kids and our grandkids. You know, that's the goal, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I love what you're saying there, too, because I think when we start to look at each of these seasons as they have opportunities for growth, they have opportunities for Absolutely. deepening relationships. I think what it does is it, it, it helps a guy see that, well, really, life is still about a singular focus. In other words, Absolutely. it's not, I've got to focus on two things here. I've got to focus on like not doing porn and engaging healthy relationships. What I hear you saying is, no, actually, when you understand that you were designed for intimate, healthy relationships with God and with others, there you go. That's all you need to focus on. And by doing that, you're automatically moving away from these negative outlets of porn and other kinds of cheap substitutes. Yeah, and I hope that guys, like for me, it was my mid-50s before through mentors and through podcasts and through real, um, I was able to, I think, finally gain a real sense of, of freedom from the, the you know, the, the ongoing struggles of porn on a acting out basis. But I, I don't believe you have to wait till you're 55. Um, I believe you can experience that. I got guys at 25 mm -hmm. who are who are experiencing now. Um, guys I work with who are 35 and 45. Freedom is available at every stage and in every place. That's that's the promise of the gospel. Yeah. And um, so, well, Vern, this I'm is, not sure why my yeah. Yeah, this has been a great conversation, and I, I would love for you to let our listeners know where they can even. Uh, get some more information about your ministry. And, and I, I know you've even got uh, these, um, uh, this information is like a free resource on your website. So can you tell people where they can go to get more information about you and your, and your ministry? Yeah. Thanks, Jonathan. It's um, if you go to bandofbrothers.care.care, you will see that really I've tracked through the twenties, thirties, forties, fifties, and sixties. Um, just some of the, the challenges and some of the opportunities as well in each season of our life. And uh, the two podcasts that I do are, are Finding Traction, which is just for regular guys, and Pastors on Porn, which is for guys in ministry who are also struggling. And, um, and I'm really looking forward to the conference that you have coming up at, at the end of the month as well, because it sounds like you're going to be really working through some of this as well. Right, Jonathan? Yeah, well, and by the time this airs, that will, be, uh, that will have already been <laughs> okay. done. But uh, folks yeah, yeah. can get uh, more information about that leadership movement at sexualintegrityleaders.com because there is we have ongoing summits and things like that. But cool. Vern, thank you so much. And I appreciate what you're doing. And uh, we will definitely put uh, the, your website in our show notes and make sure people understand how they can get that information. But um, thanks for what you're doing and, and sharing your story and um, being with us today. Thank you. It's great to be on, Jonathan. Thanks again. Yeah. And listeners, we're always glad that you're with us, and uh, we do look forward to seeing you back here again next time on the Pure Sex Radio program. Take care. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.